Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the talk show radio host. That is the most important office. Absolutely. We're a legend in our own minds. Absolutely. It's great to be with you once again, Greg, to see you face-to-face, mano a mano. Yeah, back out of the out of the uh, underground bunker and in studio. You know, it's sh- it's well, a shame what do, we. Agree- what, do, what do I owe this to? It's a shame we agree on so much because there's uh, in radio. One of the things no, that makes good radio is the tension between the co-hosts if they're not on the same page. We don't have that. Yes, we do. Where? Everywhere. Oh, okay. All right, we have tension. Uh, yes. Have you talked to your? I feel tense. You I feel tense with me in the room. Absolutely. Ah. Uh. I've been trying to work through that. I know it happens when I'm sitting with people that I make people uh, queasy and uh, uneasy, but that's their problem, not mine. How are you? Yeah, it's, it's that tight-fitting leather vest that you're wearing. It just makes me a little nervous. <laughs> Stop painting word pictures for our audience that aren't true. Uh, We're not fake news here. Yeah, we, um, we crack ourselves up, but let's turn our attention to the goings-on of the week. There's not that much to talk about. Are, are you feeling the burn? I am. I am absolutely feeling the burn. Uh, Bernie Sanders, I have been saying, is my pick to make it through the Democrat convention and to be the nominee. I think he is going to. He has the. He ha, first of all, it's the second time around. He's got the ground game. He's got the passion on the part of his supporters. Uh Mike Bloomberg, he's got money. He's paying a lot of people. But that's like crack cocaine. And once the money dries up, the people are going to disappear. The support will disappear. The commercials, if the commercials dry up, all that disappears. But unlike other candidates, which are dependent upon donors, and when they don't do well, the money does dry up, Bloomberg is spending his own money. At least I'll give him that. He is spending his own money, <clears throat> and he has billions and billions of dollars that he can uh, he can spend. So he his money is not going uh, to dry up. And now I am over two on our be- on our political bets here on the radio show. But I'll but I'll get you want to double absolutely. You want to go double quadru- or nothing? Quadru- what are we up to by the way? I think we're up to four tacos at Del Taco now. Something like that. Something like that. I've lost track. We are our our, our, sh- our show our Big show sticks. ombudsman is not here in order to uh, quantify and correct us if we're wrong about what was actually the original bet. But um, so I think I think the Democrat Party is going to find a way to screw Bernie out of the nomination again. You do, huh? Well, they, well, they don't necessarily disagree with him all that much. They don't, necess- and I think he they regard him as too far, too fast. Okay. Well, I, I've gone on record saying I think Bernie is going to be the nominee. Who do you think is going to be the nominee of the Democrat Party? I don't know, but and, and not else. Bernie is not an answer. What? No, you got to pick somebody. I don't. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't. If the bet is your guy or my guy. No, the, the bet is Bernie or not. Because I, I, no, I have no idea who they're going to come up with. Well, it can only be one of those seven people on the debate I dis- stage. I disagree. I, think, I, still think the, I, still, I still think somebody like Michelle Obama may come in here. And, okay, uh, then you've got to pick Michelle Obama. I'm not, no. Yes, you do. You've got to pick somebody. Let's go to our audience. It's a free, it's a free country. 888-888-8888. If you want to call and weigh in on the Unite IE radio show in order to be able to say whether Greg should have to pick somebody or not, I say yes. What say you, okay. our listening audience? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get our calls uh, sometime. <laughs> sometime next week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
No, I really, sir. I I have no idea who who's going to end up with it, but I think they will find a way to screw him out of the nomination again. And, well, and they're, and, they're, and, they're, and they're afraid of a another 1972 where McG- I mean McGovern. Broker I mean McGovern. When I'm not sure he even fit in today's Democrat Party. Oh no! But he was perceived as being far far too liberal at that point, and Nixon won a landslide with 49 states. So, and, and, that, and they're also afraid is that may drag down other Democrat candidates if they're perceived to be, you know, this guy's just too far, too fast right. for them. Although, you know, the, the level of disagreement, I mean, where do, where do any of these other candidates really disagree with him? And it's not much. You know, maybe how fast we go to full socialized medicine. They're all for open borders, amnesty, and unlimited immigration. Well, Bloomberg opposes him. It was clear from the debate that night when he literally called out uh, the Warren and Sanders ostensibly saying, we tried socialism. It doesn't work. Capitalism, we're a capitalist society. And uh, communism, we know communism doesn't work. And the audience, as well as Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, just reacted by saying, oh, come on. And they raised their hands like little school kids wanting to be called on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's it, it's a question. I mean, where does Bloomberg really differ from any of the other candidates? Oh, he's he's, ad, he's adopted the he's adopted all essentially all of their positions. Oh, I don't know about that. If he's adopted so you know socialist, uh, yeah, call it that. But here's the thing, Bloomberg. No one knows where Bloomberg stands on anything because the only thing he cares about is defeating Donald Trump. All of his ads, everything is geared towards defeating just. You know, Trump is the bad choice, even his closing statement in the debates. His closing statement was uh, it didn't didn't paint a vision for the future. It didn't provide us with any insight into what his policy preferences were, how he was going to run the country. All it was was Trump is a bad manager. I'm a good manager. Pick me. That was his closing statement. He painted no vision as a president. We don't want a manager. We want somebody who casts a vision. That will and and that's what Donald Trump did. You know, he's 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 a master brander, and he cast a vision. America bought into it. They're still buying into it. It's growing. Democrats are starting to realize that Trump is not the boogeyman that the media has painted him out to be. And so here we are today. There's a there's a organization here in the Inland Empire, out in the Palm Springs area. Uh, they have a five thousand square foot uh, headquarters. They are getting six to twelve. People from the Spanish-speaking community, from the Spanish community, Hispanics, immigrants, first generation and second and third generation, uh, who are coming into their office six to twelve a day and re-registering as Republicans. There is something happening. Um, there's a sea change. The, the 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 political tectonic plates are shifting right now, and we can't see it all. We can't see it all manifest. The only way we can do that is during an election. We have an election coming up, March 3rd. We should talk about some of the stuff that's going to be on the ballot. We've got some great insights for folks about Proposition 13. Uh, You've got an issue that you want to talk about out in Redlands. There's another Measure A happening in Riverside County. We'll talk about both those as we continue on the Unite IE radio show. I want to follow before we jump to the break. I wouldn't want what you're talking about. You're not allowed to do that. Sorry. You're breaking a radio rule right now. I just, yes. Dock my salary. <laughs> is that the changes, these big changes that all of a sudden seem so obvious 
after the fact when you're in them and and there ha- you don't necessarily see that at the time oh yeah it, Anecdotally, people are coming in, they're re-registering, and that's great. But you look, you look at the polling data, it's, very, it's a very split electorate. Donald Trump, depending on the poll, may be at best a little over 50%. And traditionally, as an incumbent, if you're, at the, if you're b- below 50% and some polls have him there, that's not a good sign. And I don't dis- I don't disagree. I'm not looking at it statically. I'm looking at, I'm trying to divine what the trend, what the trend suggests. Is. Well, and maybe we, we, this will take longer than we have before our next commercial break is all of the trends, all of the strategic trends are operating in favor of the Democrat Party and in favor of socialism. And maybe we'll, and we can dive into that later in the show. But let's do take a break here. And hear from our sponsor, Ed Hoffman of Summit Funding, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. And those private citizens, those that listen to us and those that don't, that need to start listening to us, are going to get to go to the polling place on March the 3rd if they haven't already mailed in their ballot. And this is the portion of the program called News You Can Use. Proposition 13, it's the only statewide ballot initiative, non-candidate thing that we can vote on across the state. And we have been talking about it. I think it needs to be talked about some more because, folks, if you uh, want an opportunity to reach out to your what we used to call in marketing your warm market, the people in your Rolodex, your family, your friends, your neighbors, the people that you know across the state. This is the issue to do it because everybody, it's going to be on everybody's ballot. Prop 13 is a ballot initiative. It's a bond issue of $15 billion, 27 with interest, that is going to be used, they say, ostensibly, for school facility infrastructure. Uh, the bulk of it goes to K-12. through Some of it goes to the community college district. Some of it goes to uh, the UC and the Cal State system. Uh, but here's the clincher. We all want good schools. We want safe places for our kids to go. Right now, the state has a surplus. They have a billions of dollars, up to $20 billion of surplus over the next several years. It could be more that they could use today that that the bond is the most expensive way for a state, for any uh, governmental agency 
to finance um, any kind of expenditure. If they have the money, they should use it. The state has the money, they should use it. All right, setting that aside, some of the things that are going on inside this bond are absolutely nefarious, in my opinion, because very few people understand the inner workings. First thing is, these school districts cannot access any of this money unless they have matching funds. That means that whether it's a school, di- uh, you know, a uh, unified school district, a high school district, a community college district, or the UC system, they've got to have the money in order to be able to gain access to this. So uh, the first hurdle is for the school districts that probably need this money the most, they're going to have to borrow it. Money, uh, school districts that are cash rich, they're not going to have to borrow it. They can put up the matching funds out of general funds. So the first thing is this is going to hurt those school districts that probably need that infrastructure the most. But the second thing is those bonds that those school districts, if they choose to raise money for matching funds, as some are, and we'll talk about those, those matching funds are paid back through property taxes. So if a school district wants to raise money through a measure, uh, as we often see in ballots, those measures are actually bonds that are paid back through property taxes. So the reality is across this state, there are school districts that are going to raise property taxes on their residents in order to be able to access this matching money. Well, and this $15 billion is on top of $53.9 billion of school bonds since 1998. And where has all of that money gone? You mentioned the large surplus. That debt adds to the existing $454 billion of government debt in California. And that does not, that does not count the trillion dollar plus of unfunded liabilities for government employee retirement, uh, pensions, and health care benefits. It also doubles proposition, this new Proposition 13 doubles the amount of debt that school districts can take on. What could possibly go wrong with that? And it favors what they call project labor agreements that increase costs to the taxpayers by another 20 to 25 to 30 percent. Exactly. And so, what, what that is, is a government agency that is uh, supposed to uh, require any bids that come in, that the labor charges for that bid has to be on a par with what union employees are paid. And if it's not, they can't bid on the work. What's buried in this is the requirement that those matching funds also be subject to that same uh, labor agreement. And a school district that does not have that in place cannot get the matching funds. And interestingly, that the almost all of the Republicans in Sacramento, and you could probably hold a, a, a convention or a meeting of the California Republican Party members of the legislature at the corner booth of the Denny's, is almost all of them voted for putting Proposition 13 on the ballot. So they're, 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 for, they're, for, they're for all of this, too. One didn't. One in the assembly. Yep. Who was it? Jay Albernotti. He didn't. He was the lone person that didn't. I, I'm with you. I don't understand why they didn't. Maybe we should have somebody on to explain that one day. But you're right. They didn't vote for it. So you've got a number of things that stack up against this. And I think you can use as a barometer. What are the school districts? What is the CTA? What do the unions want? What does 
the California Teachers Association. What are they lobbying for? What are they advertising for? They're advertising for Proposition 13. Oh, yeah. They want it. They always want more. They always want more of our money. What they have is it's never enough. They always want more. And of course, what's underlying this? I mean, why do the schools need, or at least some of them need, you know, could use some rehabilitation or repairs or improvements? It's because the money is being diverted increasingly into government employee pensions. Yep. The pension burden on all government agencies is going up and up and up. So they, yeah, they, they never say, oh, we, we need a tax increase or we need a bond measure to pay for government pensions. They never say that for some reason. But that's underlying this because money's fungible. So the money that could have gone for repairs or improvements is now going to that. And they turn around to the town. Well, you know, we need to, we need uh, we need to improve the schools, or we need we need to uh, upgrade the schools, or we need to make repairs here. But the, but the money for that has been spent on increasingly on pensions and retiree health care benefits. That's right. Now, across the state, besides this one statewide. Uh, bond uh, proposition that's on the March 3rd ballot. There are 231 local tax and bond measures, most of them backed by repayment of tax across the state. 231 bond measures. And never mentioned in any of the descriptions in any of these, the, the hidden cost driver for many local governments and schools are what you've already mentioned, the pension Liability, the cost driver that's forcing these districts to go out and borrow money from the public because money's fungible. Just because they're spending a do- they're spending a dollar on pension liabilities over here, that means they have to raise a dollar somewhere to pay for their expenses. And the way that they do that is they're going out two hundred and thirty one different measures across the across the state. Now, some of those are bond measures. Some of those are uh, actual additional taxes. But in Redlands, something uh, unique uh, that's going on in Redlands. Tell us about what's different. Well, actually, they're they're planning a, a tax increase for the November ballot. But on the March ballot, they have what we call Measure G. And what this is, is going to remove the Redlands voters. This is the city of Redlands, right? The city of Redlands had previously passed some measures that would try to regulate, limit, and control growth in the city. And this seeks to repeal all those measures in a broad swath of the city from, if you're familiar with Redlands, from Alabama to Judson Street. A a very wide stretch, including a lot of single-family houses. And if it's passed, the city council can authorize unlimited height and unlimited density Stack and pack high rise apartments in that area. Now, the city council, all oh, we're at, at four stories max. But, but the problem is they didn't put that in the measure. So, in fact, it is unlimited. It also abrogates traffic standards, noise standards, uh, that they have, they can waive the requirement that the developers pay 100% of the development impact fees. Basically, they can let the developers build what they want and not, and then shift some of that burden for the infrastructure over to existing taxpayers in Redlands. And this is, this has become, this has become a very hot item over here. And it's, it's interesting because it's, it's crosses Party and ideological lines. Most things break down. Yeah, almost all the Democrats on one side, or the liberals, or the, or the leftists on one side, and conservatives and Republicans on another side. But this one, there is a lot of crossover. The, uh, some Republicans that want 
the uh, stack and pack apartments. And then you have, well, there's a lot of Democrats that, you know, they like their homes too. They like the character of the city as well. They don't want Redlands to be like Anaheim or Irvine. It's, it's a very unique city. It's a very old city. It's, it's more than 125 years old with a lot of very old houses and, and structures in town. And so it's, it's, we have, on our, I'm part of the leadership team for the no on Save Redlands, vote no on Measure G. And we have, we have Democrats, we have liberals on that, we have independents, we have declined states, and we have, and we have some uh, Republicans and conservatives. And they all are, just, we, just, we just check our other issues at the door because we're all unified in stopping this, in essence, a blank check to the city council. And they're so dishonest. It is, they're, the, the developers have put in $86,000, all out-of-town developers, to push this. You've, almost every day, we're getting expensive, slick, pro-on-G mailers, not a one of which ever mentions building high-rise apartments. What do no. they mention? What do they mention? Well, what are they, we're we're going to fix the mall. We're going to get rid of homelessness. We're going to reduce crime. We're going to improve, you know, more jobs, more business. Not a mention of what the actual subject, of what this actually would do, and that is authorized building of these high-rise, what we call stack-and-pack apartments over this broad swath of Redlands. So the bulk of the bill is about that? It's, it's entirely about abrogating these uh, development control measures that the voters had previously passed in this bro- broad area of town. So what would, what would having some of these uh, complexes, does it say anything about the number of units? Nothing about it. So there, there's no cap. There's no there's no cap. There's no limit. They can do what they can build. What they can authorize the developers to build whatever they want. And, and what would what would a four story apartment building or condo uh, like you're describing do to downtown Redlands? Traffic wise, oh, visual wise, traffic traffic is already bad, and parking's even worse in the, in the downtown area. Mm-hmm. And they're going to take the Redlands Mall, which is now closed, has nine hundred plus parking spaces around it. That's all. Go- that all goes away. They're going to build a big parking garage with about half of that number of spaces in the downtown. So so you're going to get off the freeway, you'll see this big concrete parking garage. That's is nice. Their vision. Oh, yeah. They, I, I've seen those before. Yeah, they're, they're beautiful they're, they're buildings. They're lovely. They're just, I mean, any 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 city would be proud to have a three or four par- story parking structure visible from the freeway, from the freeway the as an invitation to come see us, yeah, you know? Yeah, what well, wonderful place to come. <laughs> look, at, look at our parking garage here. Isn't it? Isn't isn't the concrete wonderful here? We see, we have those off of Corona because we had a train station right by the ninety one in the main and Main Street and a four or five story parking structure along with a yeah. parking lot. Right, and they talk about this mall and they could do the mall right now under existing law. But in any event, if, assuming you needed a change of of the law to to redevelop the mall, the mall does not run from. Alabama to Judson Street, and you may not be familiar with Redlands, but if you are, you understand that's a huge swath of area, and that particular area around the university where they're going to allow this unlimited stack-and-pack apartments, that's mostly single-family residential now. But they can, but you could, if you live out there, you can find yourself uh, living next to a high-rise apartment building in the very near future if this passes. Well, that's and does it need a 50 percent plus one? Fifty percent plus one. So on Facebook, save Redlands, vote Noah Major G, or on the internet, saveredlands.com for more information. 
Absolutely. That's going to do it for our first half hour. We've got a lot more coming up. We're going to cover uh, a couple of more local issues, and then it's back to the national scene because a lot unfolded this week. President Trump in Bakersfield signed a uh, administra- signed an executive order having something to do with water. We'll talk about that as we continue on the United IE Radio Show here on AM 590, The Answer. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM 590, The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that has accumulated in your bank accounts from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available. So if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free. So call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, and we are certified to be the top-rated conservative radio talk show host in our market, in our time slot. And that certification was expensive. It was. We had to do a lot of polling, a lot of independent polling. Mm -hmm. We had to go out and, yeah, real expensive stuff there. We worked hard for that. We did. Uh, so you were talking. We talked about uh, Proposition Thirteen. No on Proposition Thirteen. You talked about Measure G, Measure G in Redlands. In Redlands, no on that. There's a measure. Uh, folks in the Riverside Community College District are going to be considering. So if, if they you, want more of your money, right? How did you know? I mean, this is this is what it's all about. Um, so they're looking for money to. You guessed it. Uh, buttress their infrastructure. Build new buildings refurbish old buildings uh it's a college improvement bond and it's got to be approved by 55 percent of the voters it would include local funding to maintain classrooms student service centers by replacing leaky roofs rusty plumbing outdated and routine faulty electrical systems where needed routine maintenance it sounds like it, it it is it sounds a little like routine maintenance but let me ask you this how long ago could these buildings have been built that are leaking that are need need uh, r- that have rusty plumbing. What did they install in these buildings? You know, how old are they? Where the plumbing is rusty? I mean, I haven't seen rusty pipes used. I mean, that's gross. Actually, when you think about it, because yes. if the pipes are rusting, that means that. I mean, so anyway, 
Um, improve access for students with disabilities at all campuses. Upgrade outdated classrooms, science labs, career training facilities to keep pace with current industry standards and allow state-of-the-art courses in biology, chemistry, and physical sciences. Expand and improve veteran centers at all campuses, which provide job training, placement, counseling, support, and improve student safety and campus security systems, including security lighting, cameras, emergency communication systems, smoke detectors, and fire alarms. Got to have smoke detectors in these buildings that work. Yeah, all those things. If you're going to use bond money to, to, to pay off over 30 or 40 years, you should be building a major capital project that's going to last at least that long, if not longer. A lot of these things, smoke alarms, repairing pipes, repairing roofs, that is routine maintenance and should be paid out of operating money. But as we talked about in the, in the previous half hour, a lot of that increasing amounts of the operating money, general fund money, is being diverted into paying for government employee pensions and retiree health care. So they have to come back to the voters for tax increases and or these bond measures. And we've, it really comes back to what we t- our tagline and our saying, famous saying that the most important political office is that of the private citizen. And if you're a private citizen, you're ultimately responsible for the governance of this country, this state, and your community college district, your city, your county. So it's your money. And just because they put put a shiny object in front of you, school bond. Ooh, that sounds good. Community college bond. Improve facilities, improve veteran centers, improve student act, blah, blah. Ooh, shiny object. Oh, that sounds good. It's your money. And if you want to see your money well spent, if you don't want to be continuing to, to be fleeced out of your money, it behooves you to read the fine print and see what they're doing with the money that you've given them, they've ta- rather they've taken from you already. Otherwise, you know, you want to let them have more and, and squander it, go ahead. You know, it's sad because um, I have gotten to the point to where anytime these municipalities come back to us for more money, I'm like a solid, I'm, I'm like a no, guaranteed no. Highest income tax, highest sales tax, highest capital gain tax, cap and trade tax, highest gas tax, down the list. And we have rumors that the city of Corona, and I'm sure these are their other municipalities, are looking to raise sales tax to fund, again, the pensions and the increased costs of, uh, you know, we we had in the city of Corona an effort to push off a sales tax increase by cutting the budget. The new city council has reversed all that. The budget has gone up, and now they're looking at having to increase sales taxes as as, as the only way to, to be able to pay for all the goodies that they've given away. But getting back to this Measure A in Riverside County School District, so what's it going to cost? And Measure A would cost property owners approximately $0.02 cents per hundred of assessed value, not market value, but assessed value, which is less than $50 for a typical homeowner. Typical homeowner cost is based on the 2018-19 medium family house of $274,000. I, I can't think of a house. And any house I can think of that's that's assessed at two hundred and seventy four, um, our house. I mean, most of the houses I know they're 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 assessed at double that. So even though that's the median value that 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 the assessed value is, uh, it's two cents per assessed value. What happens if that assessed value goes up? Yep. 
And also, it's, it's not just his $50. You say, well, $50. Okay. But that's on top of everything else. And they come right. back for something else and something else and something else. So they're going to do the measure A. And now they're talking about, you say, in, in Corona, they're planning to do a sales tax Another increase. sales tax. In Redlands, they're planning to do a sales tax increase on the, on the, on the November ballot. And then you just had a big t- uh, gas tax increase. They had a cap and trade tax increase that's going to kick in beginning in this year. And another seven, that's going to be a 73 cents or more a gallon on top of what you're paying already by the time that's fully implemented. Yep. I'm sorry you have to pay for the sins of the past. But the reality is, as a taxpayer, we're being sucked dry. This has got to stop. And while some of these measures might be necessary uh, down the line, I don't have time to look into them because guess what? You've come to the well too many times. You keep coming to the well. You keep coming to the taxpayers. More gas taxes, more sales taxes, more property taxes. And they're coming for Prop 13 in the fall. So, you know, that's going to be split role. It's probably, I mean, who knows how that's all going to work out. But I can tell you the California Teachers Association has already started marketing that within the school district. They're not even calling it Prop 13. They're not even, they're being so disingenuous about what this is. It's called Schools and Community First. Fancy that, disingenuous, a union. Uh, It's called Schools and Community First. Doesn't even mention Prop 13. Doesn't even mention the increased cost. All it says is creates an additional 13 billion dollars out of thin air for school districts where's that money come from right and i I saw i I saw some of that material online and it was you know it was showing each each area each of the of of the state here's how much of these these uh, how much money is going to magically materialize for you if you if this if this measure passes and 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 it will be on the ballot and and the flip side of all this of more and more money is what are we getting for the money right what, I mean, what kind of quality services are we getting? You have nearly the worst roads and the highest gas taxes. You have a 60% increase since 2011 in the government-run schools and zero improvement in the quality of government-run schools education. On and on down the line is we pay more and more money and we get worse and worse services and quality out of, out of the government. So what this means, if this just think about this for a second. In the fall. And this is on top. So so I'm, I'm saying this in context with everything they're asking for now and then what we know they're going to come and ask for. $13 billion divided by $38 million, That's about how many people are in California right now, right? Mm-hmm. That amounts to... Th- I, I, wait, wait a minute. I think some people just left. $37,999,998 because a couple just left. 95. 95? Oh, three more just left. Yeah, 90. Oh, gosh. It keeps going down. So the cost of this is going to go up. I'm just doing what's per the cost of this per average, per, per Californian. So this is every man, woman, and child, right? It's going to increase your costs because when they... Increase the assessed value of the property taxes to businesses. What do you think those businesses are going to do? Do you think they're going to absorb it and go, oh, we're just in the business of paying extra taxes. That's what we do for a living. The only reason we exist is to pay taxes. So we're just going to absorb it. No, they're going to pass that along in terms of increased costs or go out of business or or disappear, which is going to make it even worse. Three hundred and forty two dollars per person in california every man woman and child that's what it's going to cost so if you've got a family of four 
you're going to be paying an extra $1,200 a year if split roll passes. Right. If, if, if they raise the property taxes on the supermarket, what's going to happen to the price of food? And here's something else we didn't think about. I was at a I was at a development, you know, these uh these uh 55 plus uh communities. W- what are their common areas considered to be? Their dining rooms, their pools, their ballrooms, all those facilities. When you go in and buy in a 55 plus community, part of what you're buying is the amenities. How are those amenities taxed? Are they property? And who pays those taxes? I don't know. Good question. That's and, a and, question that, I don't is, have an is, answer is that, for. Is that, well, I mean, they are real property. If, if, right. If, if they're improvements like a pool, tennis court, buildings, oh, those, are, those are all part of real property and are assessed accordingly. They have an assessed value. Yes. So would those be taxed? at a higher rate under split roll. We have some people actually looking into that because if that's true, guess where those additional costs are going to get transferred to immediately? And if they're being in rented your out, homeowners. Right, if they're being rented out as, as many of those facilities they, they they will rent out the facilities. So, there's a lot going on here. I just I'm just trying to give you give our listeners context as to, you know, a measure A. It might be an important thing for the Riverside Community College District. There those facilities might genuinely need those that work. But we're done. I'm done. The people I know are done. You're we're all enough. done with coming to the tax ta- taxpayers for more and more money. And there's one other aspect we talked about: more and more cost and taxes in the already existing very high tax burden in California. We talked about the poor quality of service that we get for all of that money. And the other thing is the promises they make. Well, this bond money or this tax money is going to do X. Nice shiny object. X sound may sound good, but you can't trust them. And we just saw that with the uh, gas tax repeal. Remember how they promised yeah, SB1, which was then became on the ballot as Proposition 6. We promised the politicians told us that all of this gas tax money is going to be used on the roads. Now, those of us that studied it knew that that wasn't true. If you read the fine print. And what happened? As soon as it, almost as soon as that was as Proposition Six, the repeal of the gas tax was was defeated. They diverted the money off into things other than roads. Right. So you can't. So when they bike promise, lanes, parks. Right. So when they promise you that your tax increase or that bond money is going to be used for certain things, or the too many broken promises. Exactly. And just the, you remember all those promises for high speed rail. That how the, it was going to be thirty three billion dollars, and trains were going to be humming at two hundred miles an hour from San Diego to Sacramento. More broken promises. And at a cost of fifty dollars a ticket, and seventy million people were going to ride it every year. Right. None of it was true, but they but the state got all of the all of the bond money. More broken promises. Right. We're done. We're done, people. You want to keep coming to us for more money? You've got to show us that you can deliver and make the Golden State golden again with the money that you've got. You've got to you got to tighten your belt, just like just like we families do. When costs go up, we tighten our belt. Something's got to give. If your costs go up, it means you got to figure out something, and it's you you can't keep paying your. Uh, these these tenured Marxist professors more and more money and then hang that noose around the taxpayers' necks. Absolutely. There's a saying. Fool Just me one? one. But, but there's one that's, that's pertinent in my okay. mind. <laughs> the, 
Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. How many more times are California voters going to be fooled? And this Proposition 13, your Measure A in, 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 in Riverside County, would be a good place for California voters to start saying, shame on you politicians, um, administrators and no. so forth. Yeah. Um, and you know what? As a as it, I don't know if this is a a way to gauge what's going to happen. But you remember in 2019 when the L.A. Unified School District went on strike. Remember Red for Ed or whatever that is that they do when they go on strike. And the LAUSD negotiated with them and paid them what they, whatever they agreed to, whatever it was, and then turned around and tried to hang it around the taxpayers with a measure triple E that was going to fund all those goodies they gave away to the teachers unions. And guess what the voters in LAUSD said? No. So I don't know if that is a fortune cookie for the rest of us throughout the state as to what's going to happen, but at least the people in LAUSD said we've had enough and they stopped it. We've got to take a break right here. We will be back with some thoughts on the national scene as we continue on the Unite IE Radio Show. After this word from All Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the United England Empire radio program, the radio show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. And a meme, you know what a meme is, right? It's those wonderful word pictures that have a... Um, a, a a message attached to them, usually pithy and witty, and that'll give you a chuckle. One just crossed my wires uh, that I thought I would share to kick off our segment here on what's going on nationally. And it's a picture of a very contemplative Michael Bloomberg, right? He's got his head in his hand, his head is in his hand, the palm of his hand. He's looking down. And the caption is when you spend $400 million to attend your own roast. And that's about what happened on third Wednesday night, right? It was, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was ganging up on Little Mike night. It really was, and he had to answer for so much. Is uh, I mean, out of the gate, Elizabeth Warren challenged him on releasing his non-disclosure agreements that he signed, uh, both I think with the city and at Bloomberg. Uh, but you're the attorney. I don't know that Mike Bloomberg has the unilateral uh, ability to, I mean, maybe the ones with Bloomberg he does, but the ones with the city, I don't know. Mayor Bloomberg can't, you know, authorize the re- the release of those. No. Now, if if if, a, if you did a settlement with a employee for something, a female employee, for example, claiming sexual harassment, oftentimes the part of the settlement is a non-disclosure agreement. 
Now, if if and we're getting off in the weeds, and we only have a little bit of time here, is he might be able to because it's for his benefit or his company's benefit. He may be able to waive that agreement because it was the benefit was intended for him. But yeah, he he has a long record of making inappropriate comments or honest comments, things that he really believed before he became uh, when I started running for office. Like uh, farmers are these simpletons that you just you know you just dig a hole, put a seed in it, cover it up, add some water, and wait for the corn to grow. Oh, and if you're uh, just an average laborer, all you got to do is stick a piece of metal in a lathe, measure it, and turn it, and you're done. Right? How hard is this? This doesn't this doesn't require any gray matter, but. Fast forward into the information technology, yeah. and you got to have yeah, some smart. You got to be really smart. You gotta yeah. be really smart. Well, never understanding that modern day farming is—I mean, the technology used in farming, the technology used in uh, caring for the crops once they're planted, is immense. Farmers are modern day scientists. I submit uh, evidence number one. Our good friend, Victor Davis Hansen, that comes from five generations of California farmers. He literally took Bloomberg apart on what's required in order to be. And this guy's a Stanford graduate. He's on the, he's a recognized fellow at the Hoover Institute, which is a conservative think tank on Stanford's campus. I don't know how long, much longer, but the bottom line is this is a sharp guy. And he says, I'm not smart enough to be a farmer that my Family members are currently doing. I can tell you that there is a lot going on when you're farming. Now, you compare that to the job that the ruling class is doing in governing the country on the economy, on help, on aiding and abetting China as rise, you go, on immigration, across the board. You know, the, 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 this new bail reform law, quote unquote reform in New York that uh, is letting criminals, you know, it's literally a revolving door. In the police and, station, and, and, and people right are out. really dying because of it. Right, literally so, dying. So, so this is the, this is the kind of job that that the, these these really smart people that have gone to Harvard and Yale and, play, and Stanford and places like that. That's the kind of job that they're doing. Letting Iran have nuclear weapons, open door trade policies, open border trade policies that have just, that, that resulted in seventy thousand factories in America closing between two thousand and two thousand sixteen. These are these this, this these are these geniuses right. like Michael Bloomberg and the kind of job that they do when they're governing. And it's not just it, and it's not just governing. His tenure as mayor was defined by a r- steadfast insistence on telling people that he served that he knew how to run their lives better than they did. Everything from the amount of number of sodas you can drink to, I mean, God only knows what. I mean, his entire tenure. So here you've got a guy. Yes, he's a capitalist. He says he's a capitalist. He bristled uh, against Bernie when, you know, he was told uh, a few things. And his retort was, look, capitalism has proven successful. Uh, Communism has failed. And, of course, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders went nuts when he said that. Um, But. Here's a guy who is every bit a tyrant in his own uh, day-to-day management of being a bureaucrat as well as running a company. He's a tyrant. He's going to tell you what he thinks is best for you, and he's going to institute policies that back that up. So your freedoms, your liberties, they disappear under a Mike Bloomberg. These people believe in their intellectual and moral superiority over the rest of us. And therefore, they have a, I wouldn't say God-given, because probably most of them don't really believe in God, 
uh, right in nature or whatever, you know, that's coming on down from whatever powers it be that they believe in to go, to rule. And despite all evidence to the contrary that they do not have intellectual or moral superiority over the rest of us. In our remaining time here, there's a great tendency here on our side, and I'm seeing way too much of it in my judgment, is these are a bunch of these Democrats are a bunch of clowns. They're so far left. They've taken all these unpopular positions of open borders, free health care for everyone in the world who managed to step across our border, and so on. Therefore, it's going to be a landslide, and Donald Trump's going to win. And our our friend and sometimes guest Susan Shelley, when she came out recently uh, to uh, speak to our group, you know, it's a hundred percent that Donald Trump is going to win. And I. I am. I'm with you. I think the healthiest thing about the 2016 election was the fact that we didn't know, and everybody did everything that they could in order to ensure that. Yeah. How many times Donald Trump cannot win? Uh, take it to Nancy Pelosi. Take it to the bank. He's not going to be president. Donald Obama. All these people that supposedly know a lot about politics, right? Because it really doesn't matter who their candidate is. Big Dem Tech, their vote fraud, their get-out-the-vote operation, the unions, uh, the deep state, foreign deep states, all of these, the, the whole mechanism on their side is going to work no matter who the nominee is because their one unifying factor is, maybe two, hatred of Donald Trump and desire for power. That is the entire motivating factor of Bloomberg's uh, campaign. All of his ads, his $400 million ads, all anti-Trump. Nothing about painting a vision, a bigger vision for this country. Uh, and that's why people are getting tired of it. I'm hearing more and more people saying that. But you're right. Complacency. It's the enemy of victory. So don't be complacent. Call all your friends, your neighbors. Go knock on their door. No on 13. No on G. No on A. There you go. That's going to do it for us. Election right around the corner, March 3rd. Make sure you vote. It's turnout is key to winning. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. Car Star, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that has accumulated in your bank accounts from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available, so if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free, so call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. AM 590, the answer.